0: Hello and welcome to the Inside the Orange podcast. First of all, I'd like to say a massive thank you to Don Barstow from World According to the Autistic Kid podcast for coming on the show last week and having a chat. If you missed the episode or any others, there are links in the description below, so please, please check them out. Um, Well worth a listen. On today's show, I've got the wonderful Walt Hampton. Now, Walt is in this world to um, enjoy his free time, but making sure that you work well so you get that free time back. He's a wonderfully positive person, and it was a delight to have him on the show. So we'll get into that interview in a minute, but as usual, here's how you can get in touch with the podcast. To get in touch with the podcast, you can find us at insidetheorange.co.uk. You can email us at insidethisorange at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Watts, orange, W-H-A-T-S. On Instagram... Inside the Orange, on the Inside the Orange podcast Facebook page, or you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Richard Stevens, motivational speaker and creator of the Inside the Orange. All these links will be available in the description and show notes. So my guest today um, is a business coach, management consultant, leadership trainer, motivational speaker, author. And in his spare time, his hobbies include some of the most outrageous things and high-octane things. Um, It's an absolute pleasure to welcome him onto the show. Walt Hampton, how has your day been so far?
1: Well, it's been quite good because I've been looking forward to being with you. Thanks so much for having me. It's a privilege to be able to spend some time with you and with your guests.
0: Bless you. Thank you so much, Walt. So, I've given you a bit of an introduction, but there's no better person to introduce themselves than the guest I've got. So, well, tell us about you. Who, who are you? Tell my listeners who you
1: are. Well, you forgot the most important thing. I'm a legend in my own mind. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to start with that. Uh, I was a lawyer, please no judgment from anybody, for 30 years. I came out of Cornell Law School in 1984, and I went with the big firm and was a trial lawyer. And then I founded my own litigation firm in the United States um, and was the managing partner of that firm for more than 20 years. And while I was successful by all outward in indicia, uh, I had the nice car, the nice house, the, uh, uh, all the fancy stuff that goes with being a successful lawyer, I never found the fit with the law to be quite right i found myself to be very worn down by the adversarial nature of it and about 16 15 16 years ago now uh, now i had the opportunity i was invited by members of tony robbins team to train as a coach and back then coaching was kind of new. I didn't know what coaching was. I thought coaching had something to do with my son's soccer team. Uh, But in any event, I experimented with this thing called coaching and in fact accepted the opportunity to become one of Tony's, one of 70 of Tony's elite level certified results coaches. And I fell in love with coaching. It took all of my background and experience and allowed me to use those tools and strategies collaboratively with people. And so after working with Tony for a period of time, we began this firm, Summit Success International, and over the last 14 years, have built it so that we serve cool people all over the globe in personal and professional development. Uh, And I just uh, love that over the course of this journey, I get to meet people like Rich. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that two kinds, very, very kind. So was it a kind of fall out of love with the law professional? Was it? Did you just feel that it never fit your kind of your way? Was, was it your values kind of thing that felt different to you? Where, where did it go? Did it go wrong or did just coaching just feel right?
1: So it what felt like a poor fit from the get go, but I loved law school. Rich. I loved the problem solving. I loved the uh, analysis. I loved the case law. Um, And I liked a lot of things about the law. Uh, I loved the clients I got to work with. I loved my team that I built over the years. Uh, But as I said, the adversarial nature, the friction of it, the constant fighting, the constant bickering uh, was very wearing. And so very early on, I realized that Uh, It wasn't quite the right fit, but I came out of school, like many professionals, with a lot of student debt and a lot of responsibilities, and so it was a long time, really, before I was able to rest myself free.
0: And, And I understand that, and is that something that you feel you get a lot from the people that come to you for the advice, for the coaching, that actually, first and foremost, it's about enjoying what you do, and not, you know, when you're having the adversarial nature you want to go into work to be the best at what you do, I suppose. So that's is that where the coaching comes from—to enjoy, to be happy, I well, suppose.
1: You 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 mentioned two things: to be the best at what you do, yes, and um, the other piece that you mentioned is to enjoy. I'm a big fan of the F word, Rich. I think fun is um, is really important. I think that we have the opportunity dare I say, the responsibility to get up every day and to share our gifts and, ta- and talents with the world in a way that not only serves the world, but brings us deep satisfaction and joy.
0: No, and, and of course you mentioned fun there. So I, I did, I, I looked on uh, at your passions and looking at things like high altitude mountaineering, ultra distance running, blue water sailing, adventure photography, it's interesting that I'm interviewing today and you're just sitting in your study. You know, <laughs> what, what, what do you get from these things? I mean, you mentioned fun. Do you find that fun? I'd find that absolutely terrifying half the things on that list. Tell me about
1: them. Well, mountain climbing has been part of my life since I was a boy. Uh, I learned to climb with my dad when I was an early teen and I have climbed all over the world. And uh, as a climber, I, have always needed to stay fit. And so that has meant going to the gym and running. But when I met my wife and business partner Ann Shabani, the publisher at summit press publishers, um, now 15, 16 years ago, she said, honey, if I'm going to do that mountain climbing s- stuff, you better learn to become a distance runner. She was a marathon runner. And so, She's now stood with me on four of the seven summits of the world. And I have done countless marathons and ultra marathons and run crazy things like the Grand Canyon from the rim to rim to rim in a day. Um, And that is fun for us, uh, testing our endurance, testing our abilities, being out in nature, connecting with the land. Um, It is rare. It is a rare day that we're not out doing some distance. Uh, Most days we'll do. Six or eight or ten miles, and on a weekend, do uh, ten or twelve or fifteen miles. And we deconstruct Western literature and solve the world's problems as we as we run. Uh, and so we have a lot of fun. And then going out uh, and mountaineering, um, we get to explore very cool places. You know, we've been to Tanzania and climbed Kilimanjaro. We've been to Russia and climbed Elbrus. We've uh, been to Papua New Guinea. We've uh, climbed the highest peak in North America, At Denali. We've been into deepest South America on Aconcagua and the volcanoes of Ecuador and volcanoes of Mexico and climbed throughout the United States. And you get to, to see cool things. You get to connect with the land and you get to be with amazing people all around the world. And so it's, it's good stuff.
0: And and obviously you mentioned you've been on the top of, of summits with, with with Anne and obviously we're going to get to summit because summit success short there is definitely a, conne- a connection between a doing connection, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, it's very subtle I'm surprised I've heard it <laughs> before I get onto that, before I get onto that Walt, though you spoke about Anne how much because you're both right you both authors obviously you both work f- uh, through through uh, summit. How much do you inspire each other though? How, Like you said, you started the mountaineer, you were a mountaineer and she was running and you've kind of enjoyed each other's passions. How much do you inspire each other on a the day-to-day then?
1: All, all the time. Uh, we're business partners, life partners, climbing partners, running, running partners. Um, we have a blast. I have a great, great gig. I am the luckiest man on the planet. Uh, and um, we balance, you know, being adventure partners and husband and wife and business partners and you know there are some interesting twists and turns in that, but you know throughout our days we inspire each other to be our best selves um, uh, physically and mentally, and then we we co collaborate and co conspire, making amazing things happen in the business world, uh, growing coaching programs, uh, publishing great books, and uh, we work side by side and very very closely uh, all of the time, and we have a blast doing it.
0: Uh, and I think that's so important, as you say, you know, you, you 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 have struck luck there, complete gold, haven't you? To have someone that is just that, you're, you're the yin to your yang, you know, in that sense, if you want to use a, a bit of good, a cliche. It's from. good
1: stuff, Rich. It's really good stuff.
0: And obviously, you know, working together um, with Summit. So when I look at your work, so it talks about helping uh, professionals make an impact and to earn the income they deserve. Mm-hmm. Why are we such in a problem that people, why, why do people need you? And I don't mean that in a horrible way. What? I'm not saying that, but why don't people know their value? Why, what is it? What do you find? Is there a common thing you find with people?
1: Well, oftentimes rich, the issues are multifaceted with the people that we serve. And I'll try to dissect your question as best I can. So my avatar may be a little bit like me, that is, went to a great school, worked in a great profession, but for whatever reason, it may not have been the right fit from the get-go. And so that person may be making good money, like I was. That person may be doing important work as far as the world is concerned, but it may not be fulfilling her or him. It may not be bringing them satisfaction and joy. And so the work there is to help them take their background and experience, the background and experience they already have, and to pivot into something that does bring them satisfaction and joy. And like for me, there is a menacing barrier and it's the golden handcuffs when you're a successful lawyer or a successful accountant, or you're in allied health and you're, you've been in it for a while, you're making good money. Uh, and you've probably put away um, a nice nest egg as a 401k or a retirement account. And while you may be unhappy it's easy to run the tape, well, at least I'm making good money. And we all know that at the end of our lives, it's not really gonna be about, you know, did you get an extra uh, uh, bonus of stock? It's going to be about, did you live without regret? And so part of the work we do, part of the alchemy we do, is how do you take those gifts and those talents and pivot in a way where you're not risking your salary, where you're not risking that 401k, where you're building something new, and in fact, building something new that may give you even more earning potential than what you were doing. And that's possible. So that's one client avatar. Another client avatar that comes to me um, is a variant of the first but that one is the fit was okay from the get go, but they're just kind of tired. I have found, I've done this work now for almost 15 years. I, f- I have found that there's a spot in our career trajectory. It's between 12 and 17 years, you know, 13, 14, 15 years. That even when you're really, really good at something, and even when you're making a lot of money, and even when you're well respected, you just kind of get tired of it and you're ready for something new. So that's A variant of the person that I serve. And then the third is that person who is 58, 59, 60, and they're just, they're done with that chapter in their life and they want to create an exciting next chapter or fourth act. And so those are the people I serve. Not all of them are are unhappy or discontented. Um, Many of them are really. Stoked about the money they've made and the impact they've had and the journey they've had, and then many of them are just wanting to create something new. Uh, and it's really fun because it's co-creative, it's co-collaborative, um, and it's really exciting to see people just step into new work that lights them up. Okay,
0: so if someone was listening today, that is, it's just before meeting you and meeting what you do what is your message to them to kind of bridge that gap how does someone know that they need Walthampton and summit success how how would they what would they be feeling right now can you answer that is that fair
1: so if they're asking the question to themselves the answer is they need i mean the question the question is the answer the question you know if if i'm unsettled if i'm feeling discomfort, if I'm feeling dis-eased with what I'm doing. Steve Jobs said, you know, I looked in the mirror for the past 33 years and I asked, asked myself this question, if today were the last day, would I continue to do what I'm doing? And if the answer were no for too many days in a row, I knew I needed to do something else. And that's really the answer to your question, that we all have good days and bad days with whatever our gig is. But if too many days in a row go by where we're looking in the mirror and saying yeah this kind of sucks i don't want to keep doing that it's time to consider something new because the sands of our lives really fall pretty quickly through the glass and you know we tell ourselves stories like well you know when i get the student loans paid off or when i get the mortgage paid off or when the kids leave school or when i get that next bonus and and people keep putting it off there's really no time to put it off. I mean, if uh, the last 18 months have shown us anything, Rich, it's shown us how um, quickly light can turn, how quickly everything can turn and that tomorrow is promised to no one. So the answer to your question is, if you're feeling that, it's time to take action. It's time to explore something. And, and I'm glad you said that. I mean,
0: the last 18 months to two years, what we, we've been living through, have you seen people, has COVID in a and the pandemic in a, in a positive way, has it pushed people to actually think? No, there is more to life than this. Has has oh, that helped yes. trigger?
1: Absolutely, yes. Uh, people have come face to face with the bigger questions. Uh, people have come face to face that they actually want to take the time to invest in themselves. Um, on the publishing side of our business, uh, people have decided they want to take the time to get their messages out in the world and you know write write their expert positioning books. And so um, I think the last 18 months has been a great reset for many people. You know, they, they actually want to, um, to do that deep and important work. And the challenge, I think, at this inflection point, and it's a huge inflection point, a once in a generation inflection point, I would dare say the, the challenge will be to hold on to the lessons that we've learned over these last 18 months and not just run headlong into the future, only to recreate the dissatisfaction that we were feeling earlier on. Hmm. How, how
0: big is that a risk? Because I suppose I did an episode last season about the new normal, and then I think, you know, there was so much kind of positivity with it, but there's always that thing that once we, we, for instance, when we started, when Covid first started, people were exercising more, people were doing more bits and pieces. And as the life returned to normal, they kind of started to go back to their old ways. Is that is that a bit of a risk for people that they just go, well, they, they, the, the status quo returns possibly?
1: Well, that new normal has that whole phrase has become rather cliche and empty. Um, and I don't know that anyone really knows what that means anymore. The world is forever changed. It will never go back to normal. And history suggests that there will be the dawn of a period of extraordinary opportunity. If you go back to the horrific period of uh, September 11, 2001, 20 years ago, out of the ashes of uh, 9-11, excuse me, the 11th of September 2001, out of the ashes of nine eleven came empires. Empires were built out of that horrific time. Out of the pandemic of 1918, 1919, there was a, a period of expansion called the Roaring Twenties. Uh, and we are likely to see our own period of expansion. We're already seeing, as a result of the pandemic, as a result of uh, uh, all of the economic shifts, we're seeing... Um, extraordinary opportunity for people who want new work different work we're seeing changes in opportunities as a result of ai as, as in with the increase of robotics we're seeing shifts in hospitality and entertainment we're seeing shifts in the way big corporations are going to do their work and how they're going to do their work so we are standing on the threshold of extraordinary opportunity A lot of us are pretty weary standing on that threshold of extraordinary opportunity, but there's an extraordinary opportunity that that lays ahead. But you allude to something, Rich, that's really important, which is that we tend to go back to baseline. And so in the fatigue of this peri-pandemic period, there may be a tendency to seek that familiar mediocrity. And it would be, it would be in our in our interest, in a, in the interest of shining in the world and finding that joy and satisfaction, if we could keep hold of the lessons that we've learned over these last eighteen months. And I think that's a really
0: positive message there to be honest you know and I've seen your work recently on on Instagram talking about the the COVID fatigue and 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 things like that and we we're at we're at that point aren't we and we want to potentially make this the next roaring 20s we don't want to be thinking well let's go back to 2016 you know we've been there we've done it And and I totally understand that so if I was to ask you now though what does the next 5, 10, 15 however far in the period you ahead you want to go what does it look like for for Walt and, and summit success what does, what does it bring what's the future bring
1: well we, um, we, we tend as, a, as business owners and uh, as coaches we plan in quarters if anything of the last 18 months has shown we've always planned in, in quarters because um, the world changes quickly uh, you know if you had a five-year plan uh, in December of 2019 um, you were pretty screwed uh, if you had a, a quarterly plan that you were then able to pivot and modify on the, uh, the 15th of January of 2020, you were in better shape. Uh, and so I think it's important to have those long-term visions, Rich, uh, and I'll talk about ours. And I think it's also important from a business standpoint and a life standpoint to stay nimble. Uh, 90 days is a great planning uh, period. It allows you to test ideas, to see what works, to see what doesn't. It's a long enough period of time to give things a chance to take root. It's a short enough period of time to to pivot and to tweak. Um, But for us, um, it is continuing to grow. It's for us to have that impact in the world, to touch more lives, to help more people, to get more books out into the world. And to climb more mountains and to run more canyons and uh, to do a lot more ultra marathons and to enjoy. Uh, we, the, the core of our work is about have, helping people create great work so that they can have great lives. Not to recreate indentured servitudes, not to live to work, but to work to have amazing lives, um, to have, um, to, because work is just one dimension of us. Uh, there's There are so many dimensions of us and it's so easy, profe- particularly for professional service providers to get very tunnel vision with their I, I am, I am a lawyer, I am a doctor, I am a physical therapist. And that becomes very narrowing and there is so much rich, richness and joy in life. And so what we work with people on is How can you create that exciting future for yourself and for those you love? And so that's what we're about, too. The greatest, the greatest compliment that we get uh, and we're proud of it. And we 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 hope that we we intend to always to live this is that we walk our talk. Uh, I got to the end of last year and we were doing a debrief with one of our clients, and he said, you know why I've worked with you all these years, Walt? I said, well, because I'm handsome and bald? And he said, yes, yes, of course. He said, and he said, you're one of the very few coaches or consultants in the world who's actually doing what I want to be doing. Uh, You're you're living that life of freedom that I aspire to. There are a lot of people who talk about it, but they're not living it. And so Ann and I are very proud of the fact that we walk the talk. Uh, that we live the talk and we do it because we believe it and we do it because we want to be examples to others of what is possible in the world.
0: And, and I love. there's so many bits I could take from that. So obviously the 90 day planning is is fantastic because I think we can get too short-sighted or we can get too long-sighted. It is a very nice touch point that that 90 days and, it, you know, a, a role in 90 days, I'm presuming you can always yes. be 90 days ahead and behind. Um, but I like what, also, just to come on the last bit, that, what you said, you talk about walking the talk. So we are both on social media. We use LinkedIn, we use Instagram, we use that thing. And there's a lot of, of falseness out there. There's a lot of stuff that is, have a look. And I suppose what's really good to hear is when someone's saying to you that what they see with you is what they get. I think that's so important in this day of social media that we can pretend, we can show a completely different side to ourselves. But if when we're authentic enough, that people can say, yeah, you guys are exactly the same, no matter what. Is that important that we are are authentic in this world of social media and technology?
1: Our number one personal value and our number one company value at Summit Success is integrity and not in the way that most people, when they hear that word, interpret it. Integrity, of course, to mean honesty, but as a Latin scholar, uh, coming back to the root, integer, whole. Uh, integrity meaning wholeness. Uh, we have a, um, an adage in our company, how you do anything is how you do everything. And we believe that. We, we walk that talk. How you do the small things is how you do the big things. Uh, and so for us, I think it's, it is to be in integrity, to, to be whole and complete, to be true to what we say, to what we right to what we speak about and to and to walk that in the world uh and i you know i've had the privilege to to work with a lot of the big players in in our universe and uh, the ones i admire most um are the ones who are even even more authentic offstage stage than than they appear on stage. There's so many people who are appear authentic on stage and, and they're not that um, in the background. And so I really honor people who, um, who walk the talk and are completely in integrity. I will say to you, um, you know, it's, it's great to have Lamborghinis and uh, expensive mansions. Um, I'm a Subaru Outback guy. I, uh, you know, if I knew I had to wear uh, an expensive three-piece suit to become a lawyer, I might never have gone down that path. Uh, I, uh, you know, I prefer dirty mountaineering clothes to, uh, to nice golf clothes. Uh, and I, so I don't, we, our people come to us who are our people. And we don't try to draw people to us who through pretense or artifice, because that's not us. We, we want our people. The, that's another important piece, I guess, Rich, is that we come from, We come from an abundance mindset that there's enough to go around that when we teach brand identity, we teach we teach this integrity piece. Because if you show up, if I show up as uniquely us and we're driven by what drives each of us, that becomes our unique brand identity in the world. My people will be drawn to me. Your people will be drawn to you. There's no competition. And we're serving in that highest and best way that we can so that's a long-winded way of answering your question and saying it's absolutely essential that that everything we do everything we say is in integrity with who we are
0: no and again you you said it was long-winded but it was perfect it was it was an honest answer and again if you if you're talking about authenticity and and if you're talking about the integrity it's got, to be, it's got to be real, hasn't it? You know, you can't vote it in. So if that's what it makes you feel and that's how you want to answer that question, then you're, you're, being, you're, you're, give, you're serving yourself that integrity at the end of the day, aren't you? So most important thing that I love with podcast guests, where can people find, if someone's listening today, where can they find all about you and the business?
1: All right, you need to lean in, ladies and gentlemen, and write this down, it's very complicated. Walthampton.com. I made that up. It's well, my, I made it up myself. Wow. Again, how, however did you come up with that? <laughs> I know. I know.
0: <laughs> so, so everything that people need, they can just go to that and they will find whatever they need
1: from and you. And they'll find, you know, if they want to explore the bigger services that we offer um, on our company website, uh, where our publishing services are, where more of our trainings are. Uh, they can go to summit-success.com, summit success.com summit hyphen or dash summit success.com. Uh, will take them to the company site with all the bells and whistles and uh, various offerings. But if they want to connect with me personally, Walt at walthampton.com.
0: Nice and simple, nice and straightforward. There you go. No, no difficulty. So, I want to give you the option today the last message for people listening today, before we, before we close this episode, what would you like to say if you had the opportunity to just talk to those listeners, maybe someone yourself, someone that was in law and not feeling that it was their fit. If you had the opportunity to either talk to yourself again, or someone that needs to hear a message from you, what would it be finally today?
1: Rich at the end of our lives, no one is going to wish they had spent more time in the office, build more hours, closed more deals, accumulated more frequent flyer miles, networked more, tweeted more, LinkedIn more, updated our Facebook strategy more frequently. What will matter will be the experiences that we have had, the lives that we have touched, the love that we have shared. What will matter will be not that we have paid attention to the urgent but rather that we have focused on the important what will matter is that we have lived without regret that we have lived richly fully and joyfully without regret and that is my wish for your listeners
0: that is um, again a beautiful thing to finish on and you know i i love what you see in your work and I wish you and Anne all the the mountains that you want to climb. And I love the fact you're helping other people find mountains to climb and to conquer their own mountains and to have time with their families. So you do an absolute great service. So, Walt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing a little bit of that wisdom with us.
1: Such a privilege and a gift to be with you and your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much.
0: That was Walt Hampton. And I'm so, so delighted you came on the podcast to talk about serving others, really. And if you want to get in touch with Walt, then the links will be in the description and show notes. So please, please check him out and look at his work. It's absolutely brilliant. So my guest next week, um, I'm delighted to say, we will be talking about mental health and one of my favourite subjects, Watford Football Club. It's a gentleman called James Lindsay. And at the time of recording this, he's just completed the London Marathon raising money for the Watford Football Club Trust. I'm looking forward to that and to talking about one of my favourite subjects. So please check it out next week. Until then, it's goodbye from us. But before we go, here's how you can get in touch with the podcast. Goodbye and take care. To get in touch with the podcast, you can find us at insidetheorange.co.uk. You can email us at insidethisorange@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, at Orange Watts, Orange, W-H-A-T-S. On Instagram, Inside the Orange. On the Inside the Orange podcast Facebook page. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Richard Stevens, motivational speaker and creator of the Inside the Orange. All these links will be available in the description and show notes.